Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Welcome back, Bombshell, to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am especially delighted today uh, to introduce you to our guest of the show. Um, I've done a little cyber stalking of her online, so really what popped out to me is that um, this 68-year-old grandmother is doing online marketing way better than you. So who is this I'm talking about? Her name is Trisha Cusden, and she is joining us from London, England. And so Trisha, at the age of 65, grew frustrated with the lack of beauty products and available um, resources specifically for more mature skin. So she set out to create a range which catered for a vast but very underrepresented age group. So in October of 2013, she launched herself out of retirement and started Look Fabulous Forever. So now she uh, was not only inspired to create a makeup range, which provides a one-stop shop for older women shopping online, but also wanted to create a place where older faces and real women were celebrated through a pro-age rather than an anti-age ethos. I love that. And the brand has also developed over 40 makeup tutorials available on YouTube featuring real women over the age of 50, which have had nearly 2 million views between them. Trisha, you are a bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident fempreneur. You are the epitome of bombshell. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much indeed, Amber. I'm delighted to join you. So tell me a little bit more about when you decided to come out of retirement and, and take this on. This is quite a venture. Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a bit of a story. Um, it it arose from what had happened during two thousand and twelve. Um, I had been more or less retired. I was a, a management training consultant, and my business was very much winding down. And I was quite happy for that to happen. And then um, my daughter Susie gave birth to a very sick baby, and for the whole of two. 2012, our family was in this crisis, basically, looking after this uh, sick child who was in hospital for most of the time. Um, My daughter also had a two and a half year old when the baby India was born. And basically, um, I, I spent a year being full-on grandmother and mother supporting and um, just being present, really, looking after my, my uh, little granddaughter and also being in hospital with the, with the baby. And so it was fairly traumatic. And when um, the crisis passed, she actually survived, even though they didn't think that she would, oh, wow. and was home. Um, things settled back and everybody started to resume their life, their lives. And I kind of had no life to resume. I felt very lost and it sounds quite dramatic but I guess it's like a lot of people feel when they go into retirement um, that you suddenly have a, a quite a directionless life so I sat at home thinking I can't spend the next 30 years <laughs> watching television <laughs> which is what I was doing a lot of the time and I I just put two things that I loved together one thing that I didn't like and the two things I loved were makeup and and business and the thing that I didn't like was Mm anti-aging and and those three things kind of came together and I just sat here thinking I could I could have some fun with this 
if I could find a cosmetic manufacturer who would make me some products which um, I could tell him how these products needed to perform on my older face, I could actually create a range and I could put it online and um, I'd make some videos and I put those onto YouTube. So I had these ideas and uh, basically I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take some of my savings and I'm going to risk that and I'm going to have a go. And I was, I, I, I felt that I wanted to have some fun and I wanted to enjoy myself. And actually all of that has happened. I've had a huge amount of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And the business has been fantastically successful. <laughs> well, you know, if I could just point out a few things that we've discussed throughout other podcast episodes more in, in a teaching style. Um, you know, you had your pillars and what you built your business, the the things yeah. that you loved and the, where that intersected with um, opportunity and being able to solve problems. And and you just listed some of the values that helped launch your business. And, and I want people to hear this because while the, my typical audience, as I, as I shared with you, Tricia, is more, um, like in their, maybe their thirties or their forties, of course, like you said, they, they all have moms. And of course, I also have a lot of beauty industry people who are listening. So you want to definitely check out her website. Um, but, Sometimes what's happening in their lives, instead of retiring and saying, I can't sit here and watch TV anymore, their children are getting older and more dependent and they're ready to take their business to the next level or launch a business or do something that is um, more challenging. And I think the key word there is fun. So as I'm hearing you say, I don't want to watch TV. In fact, I'm going to make it myself. I'm going to make my own videos. Did that intimidate you at all? I mean, that's that's such a, a millennial concept. And you're like, I'm going to start vlogging. Tell me about that <laughs> that process. Well, I think, I think what's interesting is that when you are in your mid-60s, you've done a lot of things in your life. And you have a huge amount of experience of doing various things. I had been in business for um, about 30, 40 years. So I knew how to sell. I knew how to present. I knew how to um, – I'd use video, actually, in a training context. I knew it was a brilliant medium for showing people how things work. And I thought, put video and makeup together, and you've got a wonderful platform um, on which to show women how this stuff actually makes a difference. And that didn't phase me at all. And I also think that if you're doing something at my stage of life, your your sense of having nothing to lose is much greater. <laughs> um, you know, you, you're not you're not risking your ego, you're not risking your your whole life. You're you're just saying I could put myself out there and put myself on the line with this a bit. And what's what's the worst that could happen? You know, what is the absolute worst that could happen? And could you cope with that? And of course I could cope with it, you know, if it had failed, if it hadn't worked, if nobody had watched the videos, if the um, if the company hadn't been received very well and we, you know, we hadn't been successful, I would have lost some money, which would not have been a problem uh, because I only risked as much as I could afford to lose. And um, I think all of those things just allow you to be freer in the way that you approach it. And um, it certainly has allowed me to uh, to have that philosophy and attitude and um, and to take the fear out of it. I, I, I have never felt afraid once since I had the idea. I just I just decided that um, 
I would I would see it in a positive way, as I said, and not and not in a fearful way. Oh, I love that. You know, you said exactly what um, somebody who um, was an older mentor type. Uh, relationship with me. It's it's exactly what she said. And um, her name's Connie Sue Davenport. She writes, it's just stuff um, for the, the Tennessean, which is a regional newspaper here in Tennessee. And yeah. um, she is, um, I'm not going to say this right. So I hope Connie doesn't get upset, but she deals in antiquities and stuff and she puts a value on it. Um, and, and so what we went to lunch one day when I was about to start my celebrity event planning company and I was in my mid twenties and single mom. And I mean, there's just a lot going on. Um, and I said, how, how did you make the decision to not only go out into business, but to maintain business like you have for so many years? Because she's successfully been an entrepreneur uh, for so many years. And she said, you know what, Amber, you just have to ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? And she made me answer that. And I said, um, I guess I could become a manager at McDonald's because it seems like they're always hiring. And she goes, can you live with that? And I was like, temporarily. And she says, well, there's your answer. And I was like, yeah. wow. And that just eliminates so much fear. It's not desirable to be, you know, for, for my gifts and talents, but I, I love that you shared that. And then I also just want to piggyback on saying if we could only get to that wisdom before we're in our sixties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think one of the things that I love about what I'm doing, I, I actually do do quite a lot of uh, speaking to groups. A um, couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to a group of 50 people at Google Ooh. and they were, uh, in their 30s and 40s. So these were finance guys. And uh, I was the keynote speaker for their um, for, for their away day. And uh, Google has had a very interesting, we've had a very interesting relationship with Google because they um, they found out about our business quite early on and made, made a short video about it. And um, this video seems to have been seen by everybody at Google. And they love it because it shows that YouTube is not just for very young people people and that YouTube can actually reach an older audience and that somebody like me can start and and create a successful business at my dining room table uh, using the internet and using uh, YouTube to support it. So obviously it's a very good story for them and they use it a lot and they like it a lot and I was doing this talk and at the end of it they all said wow that was so inspirational thank you so much. I got a lot of that said to me and I love talking to audiences of that age because I feel that I can say, you know what, guys, you have got a long life ahead of you. you there is so much that you can do and so much that you, uh, you know, you are still capable of. We, we are now getting towards, you know, living into our 80s, 90s, 100 as, as a kind of my goals, 100. That's yeah, my goal. exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I, you know, I have a goal which which I cherish. Um, when I'm ninety, uh, my daughter will be sixty, and my grandson will be thirty, and I want to be at my sixty-year-old daughter's party, birthday party, dancing with my thirty-year-old grandson. And I'm not talking about you know just standing on the spot and jigging around a bit. I want to be dancing properly, you know. <laughs> 
And I just think that we, we need to reappraise what it means to live a very long life because it opens up so many possibilities for development. I love that. Change. You know, you don't have to have just one career. You don't have to have just one idea. You don't have to have to do just one thing. I've done lots and lots of things in my life. And probably, at, you know, the, the age that I am now, I'm, I'm having the best time and enjoying it more than I could possibly imagine. Is that um, because you've let go? What would you attribute I, that to? I think it's partly because I've, I've let go. I think it's because this business pulls together everything that I love most and enjoy most. I now work with both my daughters, and so my older daughter, Anna, is our managing director, and my younger daughter, Susie, who's the mother of the baby who was sick, is our operations director, so she does all our finances and stock. So I'm working with my two daughters, and I'm working with... Uh, quite a young team so I have lovely contacts every day with younger people and there is nothing about this business that I don't I don't love and don't enjoy and the thing the thing also you were saying that quite a lot of your audience is in the uh, in the beauty industry what's wonderful about the beauty industry is that you're dealing all the time with something that's immensely positive yes uh, which is being which is being beautiful and also, we're giving this message that you can be beautiful at any age, that, uh, you know, beauty doesn't have an age attached to it. And I, I love the emails that we get every day from customers saying, oh, you've made me feel so much more confident. Mm, love it. You know, I love it too. So, you know, it's kind of all of that is what's not to like, really. Right, exactly. So, um, and, and that's why I wanted to redefine the term bombshell, because it's, I mean, Beauty is is subjective, and 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 so it's really more about do I feel beautiful on the inside and the out and and the outside, and what your products are doing on the outside is just like you said, giving them that confidence, that bold, brave, confident feeling, so that they don't have to compare themselves to somebody else, to a younger person. They they say this is my best version of me, and they rock that, and that is a, a, just an extraordinary thing. Now. Trisha, you do have, um, you've already just offered so much great wisdom and, and just planted seeds for, for people to start thinking about their career and what they're passionate about and what they need to let go of and embrace, um, no matter where they are in life. What you have sales experience, you have this, you know, business management experience. For all the bombshells who are listening, no matter what type of business they're in, what are some just longstanding, uh, I don't even want to use the word tip, but maybe longstanding strategies that no matter the business, these are things that our bombshells need to be uh, focused on? I think the biggest and most important thing that we need as human beings in the world today is to be able to influence people without direct, when you have no direct power over them. Mm. And very few of us are in organisations which, um, which, which are high, well, no, there are still organisations that, that are hierarchical and therefore you have power which, which comes from your status and so on. However, most of us are having to get people to listen to us, to do what we want and to, um, to come on board with, you know, what we're trying to achieve without having direct authority and power. So I think the biggest, biggest and most important skill that you can develop is the skill to um, to get people to do what you want. <laughs> but in the same t- 
at the same time, they do it because actually they want to do it too. Mm. And if I give you the example for me, when I had the idea for the business, I was a 65-year-old woman with not a huge amount of money to spend. And I had to get a cosmetic manufacturer, um, a company uh, who could deliver the product. I had to get my friends enrolled in the idea because they volunteered to be in the photographs and in the videos. I had to get a photographer on board. I had to I had to persuade a, a really quite large group of people to work with me. And they often at sort of really really quite special rates because I didn't have a huge budget. And they all came on board and they all said, wow, this is a great idea. I love the idea that you're going to do this and I love your enthusiasm and so on and so forth. And looking back, I think that without very much direct power and only a certain amount of uh, quite limited funds, I was, I was able to get people uh, to do the stuff that I wanted them to do for me willingly and happily and feel really good and engaged in the whole idea. And I, I think that that carries on with everything that you do. You're constantly meeting people and you want them to do stuff for you and you want them to do it well and you want them to, uh, uh, and to, you know, you want them to then want to do it. And I think these are absolutely critical and fundamental skills. Absolutely. I, I really couldn't agree with you more. Um, the, and as entrepreneurs, being able to influence our peers when we're trying to elevate to the next level and, and get buy-in and, and even truly when you're working with vendors and influencing them to prioritize you and to treat you like a team member and not like somebody who could get in line after all the other people that they're dealing with, like how do you prioritize yourself? Um, that could be applied in so many ways. Now, I, I would be a complete uh, failure of, an, uh, of, a, of a podcast who speaks to people about um, their businesses when I'm talking to a pro for vlogging. So what type of tips would you give um bombshells who might want to consider either getting into doing video blogs or who maybe have dabbled in it and want to get serious about being consistent with it? I think our, well, my approach to that initially was to, um, was to make the videos that we made quite professionally. Um, so we did actually spend money on that. Uh, I hired a studio, we had a makeup artist and I fronted them and then I talked through the process that the makeup artist was going through. So I kind of modeled myself. I don't know whether you're familiar with somebody called Lisa Eldridge. She's a, mm -hmm. a British makeup artist, she by one and, and she makes the most wonderful videos. And I watched quite a few of hers and I thought, you know what, I'd like to emulate her. I'd like to have that kind of clean white background and, and so on. And we, we did that. We did it very successfully. However, I have also since then very successfully just opened my Apple computer up and I've just used it as a, as a sort of mirror and um, have shown myself applying makeup uh, directly to my own skin and so on. And they've also been extremely popular. Um, so you can do it one of two ways. But I think to answer your question, the critical thing with any vlogging um, or, or, or being found on YouTube and, and creating good content, uh, sorry, and, and people wanting to listen to you is to create good content. It, it, 
you know that there are sort of um, millions of minutes of content uploaded to mm-hmm. uh, YouTube every second or so. You know, that there's so a why lot. Of, watch yours. That, yeah, there's a lot of competition out there. And what happened with us, I was actually quite dismissive of the idea of putting the, the uh, videos onto YouTube initially. They were going to go onto the website and they were going to be a resource for people who came to the website. And the photographer who made them with me, he just said, we'll put these onto YouTube. And I just said, that's such a stupid idea because <laughs> you know, I'm not a well-known person. Um, we're not using celebrities. Uh, you know, I'll drop like a stone. And he said, look, it's free. Just do it. You know, I'm going to do it because there's nothing, um, there's no reason not to. Anyway, we did it. And initially I was getting 80 to uh, 90 views a day. And I thought that was brilliant. And then uh, within about four months, we were getting 1,000 views a day, 1,500 views a day. And you said we'd had 2 million views. We've actually had 4 million views oh, on YouTube. Oh, wow. It's, it's huge. And it's every day now. There are thousands and thousands of views on our, on our videos. And I think that they're viewed because they are really helpful. They have good content and they're well made and people, people uh, love them. So if you've got something to say and you say it in a way that appeals to people um, and they find you and start sharing your content with other people, then you inevitably get success. So did did you all focus at all on keywords to help people search for you or did you just start getting them up and then like hone things in from there? We decided to preface all our titles with makeup for older women. Just uh-huh. that that uh, that's it, you know, that sentence, that phrase. And so it was makeup for older women, define your eyes and lips, makeup for older women, uh, face products for a dewy finish, makeup for older women, how to put eye makeup on, put it eyes or whatever. And that uh, seems to be a good search term. That seemed to, to be a successful search term for us. We were advised to have something like that. So you've got makeup in the title and you've got older women in the title. And then, you know, putting those together then that's your target audience. That's what who you want to find you. And um, they'll, they're likely to be searching for something around that. And then, it, of course, you could put tags and things in. But it uh, that worked very well for us. And if you, I think if you, um, if you put Makeup for Older Women into YouTube search, we come up on the first page. We've got about 10 videos on the first page. Wow. Out of 20. Out of 20. Wow, that's that's success for sure, and I yeah. love that it was just one simple strategy, and that there, you know, sometimes we get overwhelmed online with video marketing experts, and they're like, "Here's a 38 step formula to get your first video up," and it's like, "Whoa, you know, I'm a mom or a grandmother, and I'm running a business and trying to keep my house and volunteer and do all these things. I don't have time for 38 steps." So that's that's a really golden takeaway right there. Thank you for sharing that. Well, so um, as you are moving forward in your business, what is next for Look Fabulous Forever? Well, um, I have just this week, I have almost finished a book. So I was commissioned, I know, I was commissioned to write a book by um, a publisher back in September, paid in advance for it and everything. It's called Living the Life More Fabulous. And it's going to be a handbook for empowerment and transformation for older women. Oh, so it. 
it covers topics. It, so it obviously covers topics like makeup, hair, style. And I've done chapters on confidence, um, food, best foods for aging, uh, exercise. And I'm just writing the last chapter, which is called How to Live the, the Life More Fabulous, which is really about um, understanding that now we have this quite long period um, after retirement uh, to live and what are we going to do with it so it's about risk taking it's about it's really about seeing this this period of life um, not as retirement which means withdrawal but as renaissance which of course means renewal and so actually seeing that you can have this last you could call it the third act of life and instead of it being a winding down and a diminution if you like of, of, of all the things that you've done you see it as a, as a period of expansion and a period of, of, of excitement and I am so excited about it because I just feel like it's such a positive message and uh, it, it, it's really what I've done I've given myself this whole new lease of life and um I'm sure that it will it will it, it will not only prolong my life, but it will also enrich my life uh, hugely. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about experience. Yes. I'm talking about the enrichment, really, of experience. And um, and if you start thinking in those terms instead of in terms of frailty and all that all that stuff, that's mm -hmm. another great message for the millennials. Because you know what. This phase of life, we're fitter, we're healthier, we've got more energy, all of that stuff. And there is no reason why this, uh, this last act of life, this third act of life can't be lived really to the full. Yeah, you know, it, early in my career when I was 21, um, I worked at an upscale fitness center in uh, doing marketing and um, so every single day I saw, you know, a thousand plus members come in and out of there and I've said over and over again, what a gift that was because I would see people who were in their 70s and even 80s come in lifting weights on yeah. on the treadmill. You know, some would do more um, low impact things like water aerobics or something along those lines. But the that alone is why I go to the gym every day because I want to be them when I grow up. And I yeah. saw that in my early twenties. And then I would see the people who came in who were released from physical therapy, whose, you know, doctor said you have to go. And, and the difference between one, you know, we'll say 78 year old and another 78 year old was astonishing. And that was yeah. a, a true gift um, to, to have that experience. Um, and speaking of true gifts, you have been, I mean, I just can't even imagine this book. Uh, my manuscript is due April 1st. So I, I bow oh, in total <laughs> honor to you because it is not an easy road. Um, but just the fact that you have embraced this and you're sharing yourself and your own experience and you're touching other women's and beyond. I know, I know men are paying attention too. Um, you know, this is, this is quite a gift and I appreciate you sharing yourself with, with, um, all of my bombshells in our audience. Um, it's an absolute pleasure, Amber. I'm, I'm delighted to talk to you. Well, I'm definitely going to um, beef up the show notes for you. I, I want to hunt down that uh, that video that Google is impressed with and shares. Um, of course, when your book releases, please let me know so that I can help promote that. I, I don't think that that is just for an audience of um, of of the 
uh, I don't think it's just for your audience. I think it's for all audiences to, to get that message. And um, and so if you want to find out more about Trisha, please go to lookfabulousforever.com and we will get all of her social channels in the show notes as well so that you can follow along and, and subscribe to her YouTube channel, of course. Um, I'm going to because I know I'm going to get good tips that I can uh, be sure that my skin is looking fabulous when I get to 68 years old. Um, so thank you, Trisha. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amber. All right, bombshells. Um, check out those show notes. Just go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S and look for um, Trisha's episode. Be sure to let us know what you think on social media. Um, you know, talk to us on Instagram and um, give some feedback because this was a great episode. And um, if you have anything that you're struggling with in your business, you all know I answer emails. I love y'all to death and um, look forward to your rating and reviews and your direct messages and all that good stuff too. So we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.